Hello and welcome to Firsties. I'm Ross. I'm Reba. And uh, we're continuing our Lost coverage with Numbers, the uh, the first Hurley episode. Yay! Yeah, you were happy about this. Yes. You did guess it. I did, but only because <laughs> only. I didn't know who else would have an episode with Numbers. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know what it was about. I didn't even think about the fact that there are lost numbers. Right, you were aware of the idea of the numbers. Yes. <laughs> but but uh, it you didn't know hadn't how. occurred to me. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought they didn't show up until like the second or third season. Right, okay. So. But uh, yeah, and Hurley was also one of the only characters left who hadn't had a flashback episode yet. Right. Uh, I so. think I think pretty yeah, much the I rest of Yeah, I think everyone the... now has. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the rest of season one is repeat flashbacks. At yeah. this point. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, what do you think of this episode? I liked it. Cool. Hurley won the lottery. <laughs> he did. He uh, won was, a lot of money. There was a lot of mythology with it. Yeah, it's it's kind of an interesting episode because it his is the only history so far that's really kind of fed directly into the island since that's where the cat yeah. broadcast seemed to be coming from. And right, that's... we saw the end. The, the numbers are on the hatch. Which, yes. It would, what? Who knows what that's about yet? Uh, yeah. I also think this is an important episode because thematically it starts to set up what the show slowly becomes about, which is the idea of like kind of faith and belief in something versus rationality. Right. And uh, like here, it's it's all about Hurley uh, believing, believing this so much, and nobody else really. Yeah. Look for it. Like no, like everybody thinks he's a crazy person, mm-hmm. and he's. It doesn't. It doesn't really feel like he he should be seen that way. Yeah. To me, at least. Yeah. Like all of this shit is happening to him mm-hmm. or around him. Yeah. They that no, it wouldn't happen normally. That like the the wife of the other guy that it happened to. I was like, no, this stuff would have happened. You're saying that, that none of this would have happened if he hadn't used these numbers? No, I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. No, I do. <laughs> but, yeah. But like, that's the heart of superstition, though, right? Where, like, a bunch of stuff happens, and it feels like they're connected, but you can also, like, rationally, no, it doesn't make sense that using numbers to bet on beans would would cause all these tragedies to happen. Like, Right, right. It's not, it doesn't... It doesn't, it isn't rational. It doesn't feel rational, but, but, I mean, and we don't know much about the other woman, but with, with Hurley, the, like, okay, the first, the first thing that happens is his grandfather dies. Yeah. And that, that doesn't seem, that doesn't seem like a a bad uh, like, it doesn't seem like something like, that's but, unnatural. Yeah, it doesn't seem that unnatural. Yeah. Right. That's the wording. Because, like, immediately when I heard, like, when he was like, yeah, I'm going to give him the much needed rest that, right. you know, I'm like, because when my, uh, my dad always tells me about my, my great grandma, that the minute she stopped working, yeah. like working, she was never, she was, there was traditional marriage where she stayed at home and was a homemaker and all that, but she, like, worked in her garden, she did everything, like, she, yeah. like, they, it was, she was working hard every day mm-hmm. and the minute she stopped is when is when she died yeah so i was like okay well that's inevitable 
<laughs> this guy's gonna have some relaxing time, and he's just gonna kick it. Yeah. So that, no, that didn't seem out of the ordinary. Yeah, and then they come back <laughs> to the with, next flashback part where he's like, yeah, well, then the father got struck by lightning at the yeah. funeral. <laughs> and, the, and his brother's <laughs> wife left him for another woman. Yeah. His mom randomly broke her ankle uh-huh. outside of the house that he bought for her that started that was on fire with nothing in it like yeah and then he gets arrested yeah for like like falsely arrested like all of that stuff happening all at once like right around right. like no there there's it's don't believe that could be bad luck or coincidence or anything, huh? It no, it, yeah, it's like there's something that yeah. has, yeah, yeah. And that that's one of the things I like about, or it's kind of a repeated thing with Damon Lindelof, where he really likes creating scenarios where like the supernatural things that don't make sense also somehow make the most sense. Yeah. Where, like, if you were in that situation, you would be looking at and being like, well, it's just a bad coincidence. Like, yeah. most people would. In that, uh, uh, like, because rationally, no, it doesn't make any sense. But, yeah. like, being faced with something that is just so completely against the odds or so out of the ordinary that it's almost yeah. impossible to explain. Yeah. And, and, you know, having people try to explain it. Like, that's kind of what The Leftovers is, where you have this departure, which is essentially the rapture. But, like... But- Nobody, it doesn't make sense. Like, it doesn't make sense why people were brought, or why those people disappeared or anything. So it's everybody trying to rationalize this and, like, go on with their lives and, you know, and, and, like, constantly, then everything that seems to happen in their lives that is a little out of the ordinary, they have, like, people believe might be miraculous or special. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, I I like that about it. I think that's an interesting Mm -hmm. thing to look at. Like, in my own life, going like, oh, man, I seem to have really, really, really bad luck. <laughs> but yeah. I know that that's not, like, rational. Rationally, I'm like, no, it's just, uh, it just doesn't work out. There's no yeah. force causing bad luck. I just uh, tend to have bad luck. A lot. <laughs> but, uh, while it's, I'm all, all, it's all in the eye of the beholder. Right. Well, uh, <laughs> but you, other people can corroborate on that or like well, Stephen, like no you yeah. do have just absurdly bad luck with dice rolls or yeah. cards or, yeah. or the fact that i'm on my third motherboard coming from newegg <laughs> because of defective products that i go through several i know bad products See, of everything i, I get wonder, because it's weird I, I it's we we are a pair because i mm-hmm. have i believe i have extremely good luck yeah so i wonder if if i have been the one to place the order <laughs> if I if we wouldn't be having this luck or uh-huh. this this bad luck with, yeah, with the motherboards, it's I a mean very, it's like this is a very romantic podcast now. Yes, <laughs> we yeah. canceled each other out. <laughs> but <laughs> I just yes. you just needed to wait for somebody to come along in your life and cancel out all the good things that happened to you. <laughs> no, I believe that I'm bringing you good things. Okay, well. Good. <laughs> anyway, in yes. Lost, uh, so th- that's what Hurley's struggling with. He's he has all these crazy things happening to him that he yes. he believes have to be bad luck. Uh, and he didn't just pull the numbers out of nowhere. No, he, uh, he he heard them. Which this is something unanswered because why was Hurley in, uh, in the psych ward? Yeah, so that's a new mystery. Because that's because <laughs> uh, he. 
he hears them from a guy who is still in the psych ward, and then yeah. he has to go see him. And it's like he doesn't know the guy's last name; he only knows him as Lenny. Yeah, Leonard. So he's um, so it's obvious that. Hurley was in the psych ward. Yeah, it wasn't that he just came to visit or anything. Yeah. They even they even asked him about uh, Leonard and say, well, I didn't know you were friends, really. And he's like, yeah, yeah you know, we hung. <laughs> like, yeah. They kind of knew each other. Yeah. So, so something's there. Right, right. So that, which gives a little bit of, uh, a little bit of credence to, to the people in his life thinking he's a crazy person. Yeah. For... Believing this. And his sensitivity to it. Yes. Because uh, as we get to later with the on-island stuff, he doesn't want to tell anybody about this or his past because he, uh, he he's very sensitive about being called crazy. Charlie calls him crazy at one point or calls him a nutter. Yeah. And he gets really defensive about so, it. Like, well, and Charlie does it the whole episode, just keeps like yeah, calling him a... But mostly like, behind his back. Yeah. And like once he says to his face, like you're acting like a nutter, then yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah Hurley gets a little upset about it. Right. So, so yeah, he goes, he goes and he talks to this guy and the, and Lenny, like, freaks out when he finds out that, that Hurley has used the numbers to win the lottery. Yeah, and he becomes surprisingly lucid right then, too. Yeah. Because, like, he was just kind of mumbling and, and sort of mumbling turned, the numbers to himself. Yeah, he and, wasn't really mumbling, he was mumbling something different at the beginning, and it wasn't until Hurley mentioned the numbers that he started, um, like, okay, yeah. mumbling the numbers. And then... Yeah, as soon as he mentions the lottery, he just says, oh, well, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was just, a bad idea. It goes, it goes crazy, like, just in this in this state from from hearing that Hurley started something with, like, with the numbers. And that's where you... That's where Hurley finds out where the numbers came from in the mm-hmm. beginning. Like, where at least... At the beginning of his um, his journey, yeah. So that takes that takes him to to Sam in Australia, who happened to die four years beforehand. Die, yeah. we find out that he killed himself. He killed himself to try to end the cycle. Yeah, his wife lost her leg, and uh, other bad things, I guess. Apparently, some <laughs> flooding happened. Yeah, but like he. Uh, he moved his wife, he and his wife, out to the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. and, and somehow, <laughs> and yeah. So yeah, it certainly seems like the numbers are cursed. Yes, that's like a lot of evidence, but it, you know, but, I guess it's correlation. <laughs> you yeah. can't prove causation on that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, there's a reason why these people feel that way, even though there's no rational connection, right? Or that one could make. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we already mentioned the wife doesn't believe it. She right. tells him that, you know, you make your own luck. You can't blame it on the numbers. Mm-hmm. And uh, even his own mother, who's yeah. like, because she's, she's like, Catholic. we're Catholic. We don't believe in curses. <laughs> right. Even though all these things are happening around him. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's why Hurley's upset about all that. That's why he he hasn't mentioned it to anyone. He doesn't right. want people to think he's crazy. But he sees the numbers repeatedly in Rousseau's notes. Yeah. Which uh, which Saeed had just dismissed because, as he put it, they're like equations mixed with song lyrics and stuff and nothing right. really makes sense in them. Which I think, I mean, I don't, I, I don't think, 
I don't think Saeed doesn't believe that there's something to the notes. Yeah, he just thinks they're indecipherable. I think, well, I think, I think it's kind of in a, in the same way uh, of Hurley not wanting to tell anybody about this, that Saeed doesn't want to seem crazy. I don't know, because I don't, I, he can't, he definitely can't figure out what's going on with them, and like, I think to him, it seems like there might be something relevant, but it's mixed in with so many ramblings and just indecipherable yeah. junk that there's no way to make any sense of it. But I don't know, maybe. <laughs> uh, Saeed yeah. did, he did try to cover up that he heard the whispers earlier. Right. So like exactly. he, everybody there is a little on edge about crazy stuff that they've dealt with mm-hmm. and not accepting it. Like even someone like Locke, you know, he believes a hundred percent that the Island is Magical. special. Yeah. But like yeah. he hasn't told anybody about his legs. He right. Want people to, think of that well, way about him <laughs> uh, but i don't know i feel like maybe part of Locke not telling people about his legs is his fear that if he does tell them that something will happen and he won't have them yeah anymore. that the island might do something to him yeah i don't know maybe uh that that would that make some sense if he believes it's a test test of faith or something but yeah but yeah and he doesn't seem to be the kind of guy who cares that much what people think of him. Right. <laughs> but but he hasn't told anyone yet. Uh, I I like how in this episode, uh, Hurley acts kind of like an audience surrogate in a lot of points. Just about yeah. the number, or, or about like mystery and wanting to know stuff. Yeah. Uh, he, he has almost like a fourth wall breaking moment with Russo after... Telling, asking her what the numbers are about, and she says, "I don't know." Yeah, he says, "You don't know." Okay, that thing in the woods. Maybe it's a monster. Maybe it's a pissed off giraffe. I don't know. The fact that no one is even looking for us. Yeah, that's weird. But I just go along with it because I'm along for the ride. Good old fun time, Hurley. Well, guess what? Now I want some friggin' answers. <laughs> yeah. That's how a lot of people and act I, with this show. I mean, yeah, I love. I loved that. That. Reaction because it what well, it does it yeah, is like, like people don't the, yeah everybody is like come on yeah everybody just kind of goes <laughs> along with the fact that there's a monster in the woods and yeah. they don't really they don't know anything about it they don't go after that or try to solve it they mostly stayed in like one place no one seems to be looking for them or nothing's happened yet yeah it's been a while now but they just kind of keep on going <laughs> right it's like you know finally just someone tell me something and uh, he doesn't really get what he wants but. He but gets what he needs. Exactly. <laughs> somebody uh, agreeing he, with him. Yes. Vindication for, for his belief that the numbers are bad. Because mm-hmm. the numbers are the reason Rousseau's team got shipwrecked. Yeah. They're... Yeah. Like, they heard that transmission. <laughs> I just... And I love that it's a crazy person, but that, like, he says that he's, she's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Numbers are cursed. <laughs> Yeah. She's been on this crazy island long enough to accept that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and you know, even if it has to come from someone who plants crazy booby traps around an island and ex- puts explosives in her old hideout right. <laughs> in case anybody comes back. Still, like, you know, they had a connection. She gave him a battery. Exactly. <laughs> They're all good I, now. And I loved it. I loved it. She had, he's on the wrong end of her rifle. Yeah. At the beginning. And when he does his little, his, his little rant about needing the answers. Yeah. She's like. She kind of connects with him. 
he's crazy too. Okay, let's, <laughs> let, let's let's try to figure this out. Or they're not crazy. They're probably not crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean Rousseau. <laughs> She's a little crazy, but maybe but the, not as not as crazy as, as she was made out to be in her first episode. Maybe but we still don't know anything about like the sickness or the yeah. others, other than maybe even in the whispers and stuff like that. Right, and part of me wonders about. Um, still wonders about Claire and whether she's going to get sick. Yeah. You know, because yeah. she came from the Black Rock or, or she had dreams about the Black Rock. That's true. She had dreams about the Black Rock. So. That's, Maybe. It's a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, oh, and uh, yeah, Rousseau had a kid on the island too. Although we don't really know what happened. Oh, yeah. With Alex. Yeah. Yeah. So. I forgot about that. Anyway, uh, I don't know. Is there much else to talk about Hurley's plot here? I mean, I, I really, I do feel like the, well, the belief in superstition and the supernatural. I, I is, thought, I thought it was, was kind of, uh, interesting that Hurley was actually being serious and there was no, and there was no. No, nothing to suggest that he was joking about anything that he said to Charlie at the end. Right, yeah. But Charlie and Charlie's still like, okay, whatever, man. I bared my soul to you. <laughs> right. And you're just making jokes. Right. Uh, right. And to be fair, though, Hurley has frequently, while he's on the island, made all those bets to people about like, all know. this money, which now, you know, we know he can actually back up and was not just like a kind of running gag but like sort yeah. of foreshadowing i know so like to charlie it's like oh sure you do like he does this all the time with this money and yeah. uh yeah yeah i did that was the one thing when i when he told when he said he was worth 156 million i was like oh now he can pay walt his eighty three thousand. <laughs> right yeah and whatever golf bets he made yeah uh yeah so that's, but still, you know, poor Hurley. Yeah. Charlie opens up. Hurley tries to open up, but yeah. can't, can't be believed at this point anyway. Right. <laughs> and, so. yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess probably, like, there are other plots in this episode, but they're really, really short. They're more like checking in with characters than right. anything. Like, we had Locke right. and Claire. Yeah. That was probably the next biggest where, uh, you know... Just reestablishing Claire still can't remember a lot. Yeah. Uh, but, you but, know... you know, I, like... There's the connection with Locke this yeah, time. And yeah. that's kind of a pair of characters that they haven't really done mm-hmm. much with yet. Yeah. Like, they're slowly getting Locke to connect with almost every other character, Yeah, it seems. Uh, here, he offers... He kind of offers to help her remember stuff. Yeah. We don't really Which know how that's going to work. I... I kind of, when he offered that, I was like, well, shit, is he going to drug her too? <laughs> yeah, yeah. After right. the uh, Boone episode. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he can make glue out of animal fat, though. So, like, what can't the guy do, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, and he, he builds her a crib, which is nice. Yes. Since it ends up being her birthday. Exactly. But she's single pregnant on an island, so she doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. But still, you gives know. Her, gives her something to do, yeah. you know. Free it, crib. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, they also use that plot a, a little bit to reinforce the whole, uh, you know, believing in luck. Yeah. Uh, because she asks Locke, you know, do you believe in Locke? Because he mentions the good luck with the kid's birthday and the mom's birthday. Thing. Right. 
And uh, he says, I believe in a lot of things. Yeah. Which, again, seems to be kind of foreshadowing, really bringing the idea of belief and, like, Locke's feelings Mm -hmm. more to the forefront. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was really it about Locke and Claire's. There was was also the Michael and the Raft stuff, or all the gin and sun things, but... Just kind of, kind of yeah. reiterating what we already knew about those plot lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know Jin's still mad at Sun and not talking with her. Right. Uh, Jin and Michael are still kind of on edge, even though mm-hmm. Jin's helping with the raft. Yeah. Uh, they they have lookouts for the raft now, so right. I, I guess just to tell the audience, like, all right, probably no one's gonna attack the raft for a little bit. Relax. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that'll go somewhere soon. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing where the where the raft goes. Yeah, now that it's been built up for a long time, because mm-hmm. like the first time they mention it, it's like, oh, this could just be like a little throwaway plot. But yeah, but yeah, at this point they're doing it. They're yeah. gonna make another they raft. This. And uh, yeah, they they want to get off that island. I know. Got to actually do something about it. Yeah. So anything else you had on this episode or any of the plot lines? Um, I don't. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I thought there was going to be more with the hatch. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of... just, like, than just finding out that the numbers are etched onto it. Right. When the previously on is, like... This uh, is going to be our focus now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, about the hatch. <laughs> then, you know, it's just kind of a throwaway. Or not throwaway. Like, it's a, it's meant to be pretty significant, but, mm-hmm. but it's just a shot at the hatch at the end. Um, yeah, I just... I had a... Uh, just little things from here on out. Uh, this episode was directed by Daniel Attias, who, you know, isn't definitely isn't really a household name. He directed another Hurley episode, mm. but like I looked through his IMDb and like this this guy is a veteran. Like he's been around the, the industry forever, directing things. Like all all right, here's a list. I just I just wrote down the thing or some of the things that I recognized as like. Uh-huh. Okay, so 21 Jump Street, Buffy, uh, Melrose Place, Adventures Briscoe County Jr., which was a Carlton Q show, mm-hmm. uh, 90210, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, Party of Five, The Practice, The Sopranos, CSI Miami, Alias, Six Feet Under, Deadwood, Friday Night Lights, The Wire, Heroes, Entourage, New Girl, The Walking Dead, Raising Hope, uh, True Blood, The Killing, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, The Americans, True Detective, Masters of Sex, Homeland, like, a bunch of others, too. Like, this yeah. guy is all over the place, and kind of, like, it, you don't hear much about TV directors, because yeah. it it's not like film, where the director is kind of often the auteur, or, like, the one deciding the direction of the mm-hmm. whole production, a lot of the yeah. time they're more like hired hands. They have to adapt to the look of the show and the feel of the show and keep things running. Right. So like for someone to be involved with so many shows of so wildly different genres, yeah. like it's he's a talented guy for that job. Like Right. And it makes sense it's... why they bring him in for something like uh, these Hurley episodes of Lost mm-hmm. where they do balance comedy a little bit more with what they've been doing. Like somebody yeah. with such a diverse background makes yeah. sense. So, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Right. <laughs> uh, it was written by David Fury and Brent Fletcher. Uh, David Fury is another, kind of another industry veteran, you know, nowhere near as many credits as the nice. director. 
yeah. uh, David uh, or Daniel Adias, but uh, he wrote for Buffy and Angel, and uh, later he went on to work on like Twenty Four Fringe. Uh, he was on. Uh, he did some Hannibal. Like he, uh, he's he's a a name I recognize when it shows up in credits. Uh, yeah. Brent Fletcher, not so much, but uh, he's yeah. written for Spartacus and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. since Lost. This was one of his first gigs, though. Uh, let's see, the episode had a, some, uh, or it, uh, we already kind of talked about uh, Hurley's jokes about bet- making bets previously, and how that's foreshadowing. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought it was a little strange that nobody up until this point had considered going to Rousseau or trying to find Rousseau again. <laughs> Just like, yeah. Like, that seems like a big thing, that there's another living person on the island who might but, know stuff. But maybe, uh, maybe Saeed has such pull that he was like, no, we're not doing this. Yeah, Don't maybe. Don't mention it. Maybe. But, uh, you Cause know. Because, ta- I mean, they've talked about the, the her notes and all of that in yeah. previous episodes. They just, they haven't bothered but, to go and try to ask her. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but it's like Saeed has been the one to lead all of that. Yeah, and he... So, and he doesn't want to. Yeah, he's, he's kind of afraid of her. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I had when Hurley's asked about where he got the numbers by the media, he says they just sort of came to me, which is kind of true, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> he just kind of was around them with Leonard talking yeah. a lot and decided to try it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you laughed a lot at uh, or Hurley's... What Hurley said when he was in the trap was <laughs> just the idea that... Uh, and nobody oh. wants him to try to get on. It's just like, he's spry. Yeah, I love it. I <laughs> just love a it. simple, yeah, it's well, like, I'm spry. Yeah, I'm pretty spry. And, uh, yeah. yeah. He is, I guess. He is. <laughs> he got out of it. Uh, one little thing I noticed, I'm not sure if he caught it, probably did, but uh, when Hurley is talking to his accountant about all the different things he owned, or he, he uh, has bought stocks in, mm-hmm. his majority share in a box company. Yeah. Which uh, is presumably Locke's company. Oh, so, I didn't catch that. So, All right. Well, I guess I never really knew what what it was that Locke worked at. Yeah, they mentioned it uh, in the episode where I think it was. I don't know if it was Boone's episode. It was one of the ones where they were Boone and him were out in the wild. Yeah. And uh, Locke just says he's like, "Yeah, I, I work at a I work for a cardboard box company." <laughs> yeah. It was like a he just you know, office drone, and you know mm-hmm. Boone didn't believe him. Yeah. So yeah, Hurley in a way might be Locke's boss. <laughs> or, yeah. or at least he'd own the, he owns the company. Yeah. Um, I I liked uh, the little comment that the accountant had uh, when when Hurley asked if he believed in his bad luck, and the accountant says, "Of course not." He's like, "All I believe in is numbers," which yeah, which, you know, in this case, it's, yeah, one yeah. of the same. Yeah. Uh, pretty funny episode. There are a lot of uh, yeah, uh, like it keeps with the spirit of. Hurley as a character in a way, but it's also a little heavier and more myth heavy than you would expect, mm-hmm. not knowing anything about Hurley's past. Yeah, uh, I like I liked uh, I like the way that the curse itself was kind of played for humor in that we don't see everything it did, but like some of it, yeah, like the brother's wife leaving and uh, and the father being struck by lightning at the wedding, like yeah. or, or not the wedding, the funeral. Is, yeah, they're just so over the top that like they're just kind of funny. Yeah. Or or the guy just trying to screw in a light bulb and the and dramatic the, music is playing. And really just like stop. He's like, don't do it. <laughs> now, now is not the time. While he's around. Uh, you mentioned or you saw that Sawyer was reading A Wrinkle in Time. Yeah. So that's this is the, only the second book, right? That Sawyer's read yeah, on screen. Yeah. Watership Down in this one. Yeah. So 
those could be seen as, you know, sort of foreshadowing maybe into stuff that happens. Hmm. To to a degree. They're both, you know, very vague things, but Right. But yeah. Um yeah. so mystery solved. I don't I don't think there were any mysteries solved in this episode. No. There are new yeah. mysteries. Yes. Uh now we we wanna know uh why Hurley was in uh the mental hospital. Yes. Uh, we want to know what the numbers are and what their significance is. Yes. Are they cursed? Why are they on the hatch? What does any of that mean? Mm-hmm. So really more more just building mysteries. Yes. Maybe at the end of the season, I'll compile every mystery introduced from episodes and the solved, and we'll, we'll see what's still there because it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> But yeah, I, right. I think that might be it for this week. Yes. Uh, next week is going to be a double episode. Yes. We're going to do a two-parter, sort, sort of two-parter. They're not technically a two-parter, but they, they go, go together. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be Deus Ex Machina and Do No Harm. Yes. So. And we know the first one is a lock episode. <laughs> yeah, because... I, uh, because we saw the first part on season play. Yeah, we're doing season play now, so like the first like second of the previously on we see. So, I mean, I guess it yeah. could be another character's flashback that hints at Locke's background because that's happened before, but yeah, probably but not. Probably not. <laughs> so yeah, and but we don't know. Well, I don't know, but do no harm. Who that might be? Yeah. So, um, I'm gonna not guess. Okay. I, yeah. I abstain as always, because I know who both of them are, but, uh, yeah, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Later.